you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The Around the NFL Podcast knows what a turkey hole is. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by Head and Shoulders. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey, 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 hey. Nice. What's up? Oh, yeah. Very special edition of <laughs> the Around the NFL podcast. Why, Greg? For the overseas listeners, let them know why this week is a little bit different. Well, there's a holiday here in the United States called Thanksgiving, and to celebrate that, I've surprised you guys Ooh. by cooking an entire turkey oh that we're going to eat during the show. You shouldn't right. have. Wow, that's so nice of you, Greg. Just Thanks, you know, just man. play along for, yeah, yeah, for the this audio. Is delicious. <laughs> Whoa. I'm starving, so yeah, I would love to eat. A full hour of sounds of people eating. In, in <laughs> That'd be Mark's nightmare. Meat. That'd be Mark's nightmare. Um, so phony listeners, not happy right now. <laughs> yes, Thanksgiving's on Thursday, so uh, we have a, a lot of things to get to. Today, the Tuesday show is going to be our big preview episode for the upcoming week. Um, and then you're going to hear from us again Thursday night, Thanksgiving night, uh, here in the States. And we're going to recap each of the Thanksgiving games Um and then do our standard Sunday show. Uh, today's show, ooh, it's a good one. It's a saucy one. Uh, we first will finish up week 11. And what do we do to finish up week 11? We're going to break down the great A Monday ritual sacrifice? Mm. No. <laughs> okay. Well, it's keep the getting these things wrong. Well, usually a, a primetime game okay. is a ritual sacrifice <laughs> this season, but not this week. Uh, a, a fun game, a high-scoring affair between the Falcons and Seahawks at, at the clink, uh, and we'll talk about that game. Uh, then we will get into the preview, starting with the three um, Thanksgiving games uh, and then going through all the rest of the uh, Week 12 games. Week 12, Mark, and guess what? Thanksgiving. And once you get to Thanksgiving, you're going downhill. Yeah, I mean, teams start... Like, life-wise? Us, personally, or, or, Your health. or, the, or the league? The season, it's, uh, it's Your downhill. Your marriage. Right, okay, got you it. You know, look at the season like you're on a bike, 
and you're going straight, 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 flat ground. And then all of a sudden, right around week eight, you're going up a hill, basically. Right. And you got an eight, nine, 10, 11. You just don't have enough gears Once either. Get, it's like. Not enough gears either. Yeah. Once you get to Thanksgiving, straight down. And then before you know it, Mark Sessler's on the beach. <laughs> we are months before and you months away it. from that occurring. Play Taylor Swift. Mark's on the beach. And it's Cancun, and he somehow once again negotiated a solo vacation from his wife and kids. <laughs> okay, hold on. And pina colada. Well, he's got his solo Thanksgiving this week first, but then well, that's, that's not, not your choice. choice. Yeah, no. that's that's the that's unfortunate. You know, the working man way. You must you must toil on in your offices and in your home offices. But just think, now that we're going downhill. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I, you found a way to pack in a negative uh, narrative about my family life in there, which I don't agree with on any level. But downhill used to make it sound negative. I think we're coasting. The season, to me, has gone faster than any NFL season I've I ever totally experienced. I totally agree. Hey, well, it's all subjective. Some people might agree. say it's the okay. longest season. I've all right. Ever. Well, it's not been fun necessarily, for depending what team you root for. But um, That was not a negative family narrative it's a reality you have been able to work this into your life and we are all in awe every year that you do it it's pretty i i think that when you're married like you need a little bit of alone time like i mean you know greg's wife leaves with children out of the country for in a full month a year correct yeah, two and a half weeks. You're right. They're going to go oh, for yeah. New Year's this year. And some it's Hank, always during well, the playoffs. And so. Hank spends around, like, you know, he's got roughly th- three of these type of scenarios built into his Colleen, calendar Colleen year. and Gonzo cruised through a long-distance relationship. It didn't seem like either yeah. side was, like, itching to be in the same place. <laughs> two it just years. Happened two years we did it. Yeah. There are There's some, no rush. Like, yeah, we need like, to get back together. I don't think codependency <laughs> is a like, super positive trait in a relationship, and it's not a super positive trait in my day-to-day relationship. Yes, so. I agree. Good explanation. All right, let's start the, <laughs> let's start the work, because we do the work here, uh, and we'll start by going over Monday Night Football. 52-yarder for the time. Good snap. Ball put down. Kick is up. Long enough. End over ran. It is. No, it's short. It's short just beneath the crossbar. He misses. Yes, Blair Walsh missed a 52-yard field goal attempt as time ran out. uh, And the Atlanta Falcons survived 34-31 against the Seahawks in Seattle, a huge win for the Falcons to move to 6-4, and four, and I'm sure a huge uh, win internally, confidence-wise, uh, going on the road in prime time and holding up the Seahawks, who looked like Mark Sessler, that they were primed to make another late heroic comeback and steal a game, but this time they couldn't finish. They've done so many of those this season, and they just couldn't get quite close enough for Walsh, who I don't think Pete Carroll... Would have ever wanted – initially, they didn't They didn't send him out there. They wanted to maybe try to run another play or something. Then they said, all right, got to go with Walsh. To me, though, outside of the fact that the Falcons, I think, got their confidence back, the one, the, the, with Gruden spending all week with the Falcons coaching staff, he mentioned it over and over that Sarkeesian has the confidence of this team. They feel that the offense was getting closer and closer to us, to the naked eye, leading up until last night. We just were not seeing that for the most part in terms of points. But this, to me, that, along with that happening, this was the script. When the Seahawks get bumped from the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, it's going to be this kind of game. How much, though, do you think it had to do with the fact that they didn't have Cam Chancellor out there or Richard Sherman, and they have these guys out there? I mean, Byron Maxwell, who they just signed off the street, and Jeremy Lane, who they 
basically traded. And thankfully, he failed a physical. Well, they they lost Shaq Griffin too right away. Right, starting cornerback. I, I don't expect the Seahawks to be in the playoffs at this point. I they don't they were my you know, preseason Super Bowl pick, but with the injuries that they've had and the schedule that they have and the depth of the NFC and teams like the Falcons, who I do think are starting to play their best ball, still concerned about their defense. But Matt Ryan's been one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the league the last month. And if you don't believe that, just watch that game. It's not going to be as as fancy as some other quarterbacks, but he's been so solid, really making good decisions. He was accurate all night. He deserved to win that game, and and that's huge. This has been one of the best regular season games of the year, two straight years. I like this matchup. He's, I think he's playing a lot better now, Ryan, and that's going to that's gonna lift everybody up. And I think this loss is on Pete Carroll. I thought Carroll had a bad game. Yes. And what was that fake punt? The, well, you had the, you had the fake field goal attempt at the end of the half. Yeah, the fake field goal. What um, was that? Which was very strange, just the timing of it all, the fact that it was a kind of an all-or-nothing type play to ask your second tight end to rush 20 yards or 30 yards into hey, the end you're zone. You're at the 21-yard line with seven seconds left in the right. half, and you do a jet sweep type pitch to Luke Wilson. Although, Grady Jarrett deserves a lot of credit. I We watch that a lot of times, just to get a look. If Grady Jarrett who's the only player that's aware of what's going on in that play, doesn't beat his block and just destroy the play. I think he does score a touchdown. There, there's no one on that side of the field. They have two blockers for basically one guy, and they would have a shot. So sometimes we, we judge the result. It, it ended up blowing up in their well, face, of course, but I'm giving credit to the, the other team no, for making credit. a great play. Yeah, he did a great job being in the right spot. But the, I guess the point was you, you take the field goal. I think it was a 35-yard field goal yep. attempt. Uh, rather than risk it to actually score a touchdown uh, with a tight end Wilson, like that just, that just seemed overly risky. And then uh, in the second half, and the, the, that's such a great uh, home crowd, obviously, but it seemed like the home crowd actually goaded Carroll into what was a silly challenge of the Doug Baldwin reception where they're trying to keep a driver alive uh, in the second half. And then they ended up, yes, not only losing by three points when they essentially gave away three points in the end of the second quarter, and then not having that timeout that if they had, maybe they could have gotten closer for Blair Walsh, who is a fundamentally flawed kicker at this point. And oh. my other, my final point on this is if you, if you sign Blair Walsh, expect bad things to happen because that's what this guy's career is about now. It's sad, but that's how the game. Well, there aren't. I'm the kicker guy, and I'm yeah. saying it. There aren't 32 kickers in this league. Number one, I, there are a couple positives for Seattle. I think what they've done with Dion Jordan over the past couple weeks is impressive. Sheldon Richardson had a big game. Bobby Wagner to me is a defensive player of the year type candidate. Every single week with the Seahawks, this guy's blowing teams up. They they botched it though. Russell Wilson botched it too. I mean, Pete Carroll botched the. Russell Wilson had an unbelievable he game. He carried the offense. Right. I mean, he he's 90% again, he's, of the offense. He's one of the best three or four players in the league, and he was incredible all night. I think he would admit in his heart of hearts that they botched it. They had the ball at the 49-yard line with 46 seconds left, and he takes two straight short passes over the middle that – kills the clock and I and you just can't do that. You don't you would not see a lot of veteran quarterbacks make those throws. So they burned basically 40 seconds there to get, you know, 15 more yards on three plays. Like you you just can't make those throws. You need to be able to have more plays and that was a huge mistake but, and Carroll blew two timeouts. It wasn't even just one timeout. That, he blew two of them. I'll just say Wilson, you, what you're saying's fair, but they're not even in contention of into that game if he isn't doing his Russell Wilson thing yeah. where he's going off in the fourth quarter. He was incredible. I mean, he was even better than Matt Ryan maybe in that game, although they were both great. 
I mean, he Wilson's he deserved doing it. it every week, though. They're too reliant on him. They're gonna it's gonna neutralize him at some point. You can't. They're not. This is not a deep January type team and right now. The th- last thing to keep in mind here: the Seahawks are six and four, which is not terrible, obviously, but. Now they lose the tiebreaker with the Falcons, who are also six and four. They're pro- the projected six seed right now, so they got to get a game ahead of the Falcons uh, to beat them out. Not to mention also also the Panthers involved. So a big big loss for Seattle and a huge win for Atlanta. Let's now move on and uh, get into the previews of Week Twelve, starting with the Thanksgiving games. Oh yeah, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Love Thanksgiving. This turkey is so good, by the way, Greg. Oh, thank you, Greg. You've done it again. I spent is this deep fried? Two days making it. Did you B- bought a new deep fryer? Yeah. Wow. How, how giving of you? You yeah. shouldn't have. And and some people say it's dangerous using a deep fryer to make a turkey, but you're just so talented in the kitchen that not even about it, like Russell Wilson said in his interview on the bus with Gruden, not even a glimpse of fear. <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of like a bad boy, just living life on the edge. I'm a lot like Russell turkeys. Wilson in a lot of ways. Mm. <laughs> uh, you do drink that concussion water, and that's why you, you've never had any health issues. Uh, let's uh, start with the first game in Detroit, always the first game. I remember all through my youth watching games in Detroit. Uh, I remember in 1999 when Third Eye Blind played at halftime. These are the Thanksgiving memories I have. It was a Lions-Browns oh, wow. game, by the way. Was it? Yeah. Barry Sanders tore Cleveland a new one. Um, so now the Vikings Fond memories. <laughs> the Vikings come to town and we all know the Vikings are playing excellent football at eight and two and the Lions are six and four. They're hanging around there. And we'll start with you on this one, Mark. Um, do you believe in the Vikings? This is like a number two seed uh, by type team, because if so, they should win this game. You know, they were our team of ATL last year, which was mocked by the time we got to the end of the season. I view it as prophecy, not a mistake. And I'll tell you something. (laughs) Watching this Case Keenum performance against the Rams, love it. It was my favorite quarterback performance of the entire season. I did not, I don't think I've seen a quarterback want to win the game more than Case Keenum wanted to deep six the Rams. He put that kind of effort into it. He did a lot of things that I think Case Keenum of old could not have done physically. He's seen the better, the field better than he has in the past. I really like how Latavius Murray has stepped up for them in the ground game. He, was, he looks to me, he, I don't think he was healthy at all in the earlier part of the year. He seems healthy to me. He's running hard. They, they really, oh, he's they got oh, ca- chasms to run through. They're, yeah. I, the other thing I was going to say, their offensive nice line played rough. the game of the year. The way that they shut down that Rams defense, it's like this was their Achilles heel last year, the O-line. And they didn't go out and fix it with a million people, but they have fixed it, and it looks great. Yeah, Riley Reef. he's going to be playing a Thanksgiving game as a Viking for the first mm. time. Mm. And uh, like I think he's played four games with the Lions there. But the Lions allowed 222 rushing yards. They haven't done that in five years. Mm. Like the 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 game the that's back to back weeks that they yes. struggled yeah exactly so I mean I, I think again it's gonna happen this week too the Vikings were really shut down by Detroit the first time they played I know that was early in the season uh, I thought Keenum played very well despite the score it was a fourteen seven win for the Lions in Minnesota like the Lions have the juice on a short week at home they've been very good on Thanksgiving with Matthew Stafford that like it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they win this game but you you mentioned the offense I mean Rick Spielman their GM they're winning with guys other teams didn't want no one wanted Latavius Murray no one wanted Reef no one wanted Mike Remmers they have two new tackles they have a rookie center like they've allowed one sack in five games and one more uh, point in this game, the Detroit, the Vikings, everybody said, oh, they're in great position, 8-2, and, and they are. Detroit wins this game. If they're they in find the a way, 
Not only are they just one game out, they then sweep the Vikings and have the tiebreaker. So that's something to track. Let's uh, move on to the second game. The Los Angeles Chargers coming off a dismantling. Oh, my God. Was it Grizzly of the of the Bills? Now travel to Big D to face the Dallas Cowboys. Connie Fox, we'll start with you here. Uh, the Cowboys in a must-must-win uh, situation. What about this? Let's let's not let's get the fork nominees. Let's let's bring mm. the Danish out right oh. here. Move the turkey aside. Move everything aside. Get the mm. stuffing out of the way. <laughs> uh oh, here comes some some yams. Why? Oh, they're my favorite. Oh, they're my yams. Oh, they're yams. Oh, Everyone loves yams. Right. Anyway, <laughs> please let's, let's nominate How the Dallas you. Cowboys um, uh, for the fork. Wow. At five and five. Uh, maybe premature. Maybe we want to get a look at them in this week. But Colleen, Colleen. Your thoughts For, about forking them or yeah. the, or the game? Okay, uh, I think we got to wait one more week before we fork them. I think okay. that Tyron Smith, it, he said that he expects to play this week. I don't think he'll be one hundred percent, which is bad news because of this pass, pass rushing duo. Like forty four percent of Tyron Smith will be better. Is better than yeah. Byron Bell and Chaz Green or whoever they have out there. So I think that we have to wait and give them one week. I'm not forking. Everybody yet. cool with that? I, I'm very cool with that. I need another bad Cowboys performance to convince mm. me. Yeah, and I, I don't want to. I want them to be in the mix. Although these are two teams I am rooting for both of them, which is you know that's impossible. One of these teams. This is kind of like a loser goes home game. It's a it's a sneaky. I know that's not the way that Fox necessarily wanted this game in terms of two teams right around 500. But as a football fan, I think they're very watchable teams, mm-hmm. and there's a lot at stake. There's a lot of desperation because I feel like the team that loses here, it's kind of hard to see them really making a run. And yet, if they win, they both have enough talent to make that run. I just have a feeling kind of about this game. What, what's your feeling? Uh-oh. It just, it, 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 what kind of feeling? You know, I, it, I've, been, I've been thinking about it. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, mm-hmm. every time I look at this matchup, yes. I just think mm-hmm. the Chargers yes. are going to win and I'm locking it up, guys. Whoa. Yeah. A Colleen That's lock. Right. Wait a second. Uh-huh. First ever lock. Wait a second. This yes. is becoming an epidemic. Uh-oh. Because I'll tell you what. What? Tyron Smith back in the lineup. Uh-oh. Cowboys back against the wall. Uh-oh. Dak Prescott coming off a bad game, and he's too good a player to drop another egg, especially at home on Thanksgiving of all days. So I'm going to lock up the Dallas Cowboys. That's a lock off. I love it. This another lock off. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> that was intense. Greg, you cannot hide Bert. your ultimate excitement over no, this No, I was confused. I was confused because I didn't understand what was going on with the lock-off. I thought you were on the same side for a little while. So no. Oh, no. This is even no. more, oh, no. this is even this more is exciting. great. I love it. Now I can't wait this, for this. This is your first to, lock-off. It is. I'm so, I'm so happy to be involved with your first <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you are, yeah. too. That's great. Any other <laughs> thoughts on this game? I thought Keenan Allen last week. Whoa. Oh, he got nuts. the Keenan Allen that we needed for a long time with his team. And the defense, uh, you listen, you, Nate Peterman did, made things much more escalated than they needed to be. But the defense is not just Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Like, they're able to generate turnovers. And the Cowboys, eight points a game without Smith in the lineup. They got to do better with him back in. All right, let's move on to the final Thanksgiving game. This is the primetime affair on the five-year anniversary of the butt fumble. I don't like to talk about it, but I'm a professional, mm-hmm. so I bring it up in historical context. Personal feeling shoved aside exactly. as you can sure. to roll on being The memory pro. of the butt fumble kind of over 
shadows at this point the 24 points in, I think, like four minutes that the Patriots scored in that game. That was the most yes. amazing the part Jeffrey, of that very, game. It was like an fortunate. avalanche suddenly. Very That's fortunate. happened like 12 times since, but fumble not. Uh, yeah, so here is another New York team, though, playing in primetime on Thanksgiving. The New York Giants, mm. who are traveling to Washington to face the Redskins. And the Redskins, of course, had their hearts ripped out in the Superdome uh, last Sunday. And uh, Greg, we'll start here. The Giants got that win against KC. Well, they, they're messing up their draft standing, and mm-hmm. what a nice job there. But uh, the Redskins, <laughs> how about them at four and six after that crushing loss? Are we going to put a fork in them? I'm ready to fork them. Bring the fork committee back yeah. out. Get this turkey off the table. I, I, Get the Danish and the coffee. I, I need to keep the sweet potatoes. Though. And the locks keep the yams there. I think they're one of the best four and six, maybe the best four and six team in the league. If they were in the AFC, I'd think maybe they get that sixth spot. They, yeah. They've got a lot of toughness. The schedule isn't too bad. We've done a poor job forking the Redskins, I believe, twice before yeah. that they've, <laughs> including when they were three they and six. Save. Third time's a charm. Three and <laughs> six in the RG3 year. So crazier things have happened, but the Injuries and Chris just the Thompson. tough way they lost. I mean, losing Chris Thompson is tough. Terrell Pryor's now an IR. That's not a big deal for them. I think they win this game, but I'm still fine forking them. I, I'm fine too. I will say they've not given up on Jay Gruden at all. That's a good. I think it's a good sign for him coming back next year. A lot of the Scott McLuhan players are. They, I, that guy needs to be a GM again. I don't care what the Redskins did here. A lot of his players have proven to play well. They, it feels like even though they lose Thompson and you lose Pryor, every like whether it's Ryan Grant, new guys keep ro- like rolling. That was one in of the, the best lineup. games of Cousins' career. It was. It was. it was off of. But, and but, I think he's proved this year more than any other to give him a little love. I think he's earned that long-term contract. If you were on the fence before, now you've taken away his running game. You've taken away a lot of offensive linemen. You've taken away his receivers. And you know what? He's still standing there playing pretty well. He's kind of proven yeah, that he, he is took a some shots. He's above the Dalton scale. He is. He took and, some shots and got right back up. Other quarterbacks would not have. And you lose Chris Thompson a week after you lose Rob Kelly, and you don't have Jordan Reed out there still. I know he didn't practice on Monday. I'm not sure about as of – Tuesday today when we're taping if he practiced or not but he's doing it with who Vernon Davis out there I mean Josh like, Dotson's looking good and, he's, yes he's coming on uh, but, uh, uh, forgive me if I get the name wrong Samarje Pirine that's Samarje, right yeah. he, he, played well. he played very well uh, against the Saints so I think maybe at the very least they have a guy that is not going to be as dynamic as Thompson was but mm-hmm. um, he could do some things one thing McLuhan the issues have never been about his football acumen it's been there the yeah, off the field it's, issues. Th- well, had. yeah, this time though, this time around, that's probably the case. But I mean, there was also, I think that the, the remnants, what's left in that front office, is not exactly people with a massive track record of excellent decision making. So. Let's move on, people. Yeah. Let's move on. We got to keep moving. The tenant now. We're out of Thanksgiving. So, but let's keep the Sunday. food here. We'll, I'm not doing we'll the dishes the again. <laughs> okay. All right. Back <laughs> off. The Tennessee Titans. Off that humbling Thursday night loss, uh, now oh no, oh, they get a they get a layup, they get a layup, they go to Indy, or is it a layup, Mark Sessler? I disagree. I don't see it as a layup at all. I don't see any of these games as a layup for the Titans. They look at the Colts are they they'll be a t- an utter mess one week, but it's easy to forget because they were on their bye. They played the Steelers tough. They lost by three. They points dominated in that game. for three quarters exactly. And I don't think I think that this this Colts team is weird. And Tennessee, Dan, it's another one of these games for the Titans. What kind of game is it? Uh-oh. Is it? Prove it! Oh, 
to prove it. It is. You know what? It used to be we needed to see the Titans go prove it against some of these teams that were, you know, I don't know first, they... second, third, fourth seed type material. How about now just show us you can string some wins together? I'm losing my respect for this team quickly. Mm. And, you know, we massively overpraised the Steelers at times this season. I guess they're the number two seed. But this Colts team nearly took them down. Come on, Titans. You just got wiped that out by is, Pittsburgh. That we is at you, by the way, Greg. No, because I've, I've yeah. chosen Pittsburgh I'm, for the Super Bowl. I'm like used four to Mark's t- passive-aggressive. No, nonsense. <laughs> I, 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 I think Steelers, they're the best team in the league. I, I don't picked mind. the Steelers for the last four years before this year to make the, the Super Bowl for the AFC. I've never, I got burned. I would have joined you this year probably again. I, it's not that I don't believe but them. But they're different. They're, uh, we thought their defense would get a lot better, and you know what? They're a top-five defense. They're the only team that – you know Minnesota right now is the only team that's top-five in offense and defense. But to me, if Pittsburgh is right, they're the only team I think – that can be at that level on both sides because the defense has absolutely made the leap. We got one right on. But then what the are leap. we doing with them? I don't know why we're talking about why the Steelers. Because ba- uh, no, why are they barely beating the Colts who we think the Titans are going to roll It's over. football. And the Colts, let's give the Colts a little credit. I think the Colts win this game. And they've the last three weeks they played, they dominated Cincinnati. They were very unlucky to lose that game, but they dominated it. Uh, really dominated Houston. Played very well against Pittsburgh. For the most part, this team's playing pretty hard. Jacoby Brissett is playing very well. I think people wrote him off because he had that one terrible game. But for the most part, he's been fantastic. I think he's a future starter in the league. Do you think they're the best bad team? Yeah, like the best really bad. Yeah, because people think of them as just kind of a total lost cause. And I think if they had had a few bounces... Mm-hmm. You know, go their way. They're not that much different than the Titans in their home. But like the they're really a game last week too, or, or two weeks ago. So, and I kind of want it. Titans, Titans fall to six wrong. and five if they lose this thing. Prove us wrong. Titans. If we, yeah, if, if this room is turned on the Titans now, and you don't want them involved with the playoffs, you're definitely rooting for the Colts here. Mm. People love this Jake yeah. Brisket, though. I tell you what. Jake Brisket going to find a way to get to a new, another place? Ooh, I mean, or is he now just going to go back Jake behind Brisket. Andrew Luck? He's oh. too valuable. Well, yeah. there's, I, I, unless someone came with a godfather offer, which I can't imagine that either, Like, what you can't trade away a quality backup when you have no idea what you're getting. No, let's see if Andrew Luck is still right. around next year at this time. Mm. All right, let's <laughs> what move on. What is that supposed to be? It's kind of just uh, stay in birds Europe or something? Little birds yeah, are talking. Do you have a Sessler about No, no, not a Sessler. Just birds are little, talking. Little birds are birds? talking. Your sparrows are telling you that it... <laughs> Just, you know, keep a beat on it. He's got some chirping. <laughs> Talk you to think me he's going to end up with the Browns or something? Talk to me months from now when I've, when I've filled out this narrative in my mind further with zero proof behind it. <laughs> Is one of your sparrows Frank Signetti? Did he tell you about that? That guy's deep in the wilderness. I've Frank Signetti <laughs> cleaning up the streets of Brooklyn. <laughs> All right, moving on. The Cleveland Browns are uh, 0 for 10. Now they travel to Cincinnati to face the Bengals, who resurrected. Let's let's just call it what it is. Their hopes for West of us uh, with a oh. 2017 win over the Broncos. Uh, yes, and that only got them to 46, but four and six. But now, um, Colleen. They get the Browns. So they should be able to get them the five and six unless something bad happens. They should. The Bengals, though, right now, that offensive line might be one of the worst in the league. And the first time that the Bengals played the Browns, the Browns didn't have Miles Garrett out there. And Miles Garrett has been playing so well. So that's something to look at. And they can't run the ball either, the Bengals, at all. So they're not maintaining drives. They're not sustaining drives at all. So I think when when I look at this game, like you have AJ Green going up against Jason McCourty. Jason McCourty's been good this year. He's the yeah. number two cornerback in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. And people don't talk about that because it's the Browns. But I don't think that this is like a total gimme this is, for the Bengals. You, Browns have been competitive. You mentioned the Cincinnati running game. One of my 
more stubbornly, uh, stubbornly stupid decisions in my fantasy career came this season. I just have not let, I won't let go of Joe Mixon. And I keep waiting for Joe Mixon to break out. And now he's become the man in that backfield. If you look at like the touches compared to him and Gio Bernard. Now Cincinnati's saying, okay, Joe, now be the man, be the man. And yet every week you look at the box score at least, and it's just, it's just not, he's not putting it all together. It's like the record right now. It's no. the line, though. It's, it's 100% and the line. Right. And, <laughs> Six and five. And it's taken me too long, I think, to realize that so, you know, running back stats for the most part are just like quarterback stats and quarterback wins. Like, it's all a function of the team around you. If Joe yeah. Mixon was on the Vikings, he'd be lighting it up. This is a guy I have, I have no Probably. doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's easy just to look right past the Browns week after week in this exercise, but their run defense has been <laughs> No one's ever accused us of that. Well, I know. We, but no, yeah, I just think in general in terms of like, who's, who's going to win or lose. Cleveland's, yes. Cleveland's terrible. They're going to get wiped out. The defense has some pieces. They played competitive against Jacksonville's offense last week. They did lose Emmanuel Ogba, where I think when you had Ogba and Garrett off the edge, you had something there, and they've lost Jamie Collins. They're st- the injuries are starting to mount. Jamie Meter's gone as it's well. A win- winnable, very winnable game. It is. I think this, this is the game. This Come on. Really? Is, by how much? Well, give me a score. 27 to 10. I'm, I think they're going to romp. I'm waiting for the Cincinnati game where I am remotely impressed with Cincinnati. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. seen it. I am, like, they're a very consistently bad team. They're not a team that's up and down. They're a team that you look at every yeah, week and playing, you think that's the, the Browns. 20. Yeah, that's so I think they'll point. win. I mean, they don't so, need to be that good. I am so agitated by what I've what? heard. What? How <laughs> I'm going to have to make a switch, Lindsay. What? Uh-oh. Lindsay called my <laughs> other lock, Mark, gutless. Don't do it. Don't do it I don't even know what my regular season <laughs> record it, is. I'm locking up Cleveland. Oh, no. Here comes yes! the win. Yes. I feel so guilty. <laughs> you did. It is all your fault, but I'm all right with it. They, I do think, honestly, wow. they've just been getting a little bit closer in games. Good halves here and there, good quarters. I'm not saying they're a good team, got a long way to go. But the Bengals, who we forked weeks ago, they are a bad team. You have to promise, though. This will be the last time Marvin Lewis plays the Browns. He's going out with a loss. I, I think Mark might get this one. You have I'm to promise me, you. though, yeah. Mark, if, if things go sideways for the Browns again, as happened 10 straight weeks, that – you won't be in a bad mood if they let you down. No, because Sunday. because if I were to be in a bad mood about the Browns, it would have happened at one point over the last you know twenty five. But now you weeks. have you've done Wait, a nice what? job on balance separating have yourself. I, I've shown from utterly the no emotion. A lock's not going to change that. I don't know. I was nervous about it now. No, because I I don't think I take the lock as competitively as some may believe. Like I like just. Throw <laughs> I don't think you take it competitively. Yeah, you like you picked like a huge. Uh, yeah, you go for it. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on. Whoa, the Browns got locked up. Didn't you lock them up earlier this season? Too? Oh, yes, I did. All right, let's uh, <laughs> move on. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've been playing better with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They won a couple of games in a row. It's too late, of course. And now they go to Atlanta, Greg, to face the Falcons, who we just talked about at the top of the show. This looks like a good spot for the Falcons at home to start stacking some wins themselves. They should. They And they have a home loaded schedule down the stretch. So that should help them get to 7-4 and four this week. They have a lot of tough games too, but if you're the Falcons, I think it's a plus that you have the Saints two more times. It's a plus that you still have the Panthers. Like, they are playing the teams around. This NFC South, it's taken a while for it to kind of come together, but in the end, we've got three pretty compelling teams. They're playing each other all down the stretch. I still am very worried about the Falcons' defense because the some do not 
equal like the parts. The parts are good. Grady Jarrett's having a great season. Deion Jones, I think, is the only player in the league that makes that tackle of Russell Wilson when he scrambled. I think he is the fastest linebacker in the league. Desmond Trufant's playing well. Like Tack McKinley's been coming on. But then when you watch them, they just give up yards and points every week. So I don't I don't count them as a lock in any type of game, but you would think they take care of business. I agree that you want if if you're them and you want to say, listen, we are a playoff team, you want to play those teams in your own division mince them up and get into the playoffs. That's what you have to be your Atlanta. But if they lose this to Tampa Bay, you go to six and five and you have the Minnesota well, Vikings and the Saints. You exactly. Like you, the case closed. You got to take care of business. And the, and the right Bucks now. have won two straight, but let's be real. They, they played the Jets at home, played good defensively, not a good offensive game. And then you beat the Dolphins who might be the worst team in the league. Yep. I like former first round pick Adrian Claiborne going back to Tampa Bay. Whoa. Revenge game. Adrian yeah. Claiborne, who by the way had another, no, had a touchdown another, last night. another big game and, for him. And then he almost had a huge sack. He just, he just missed that. Adrian Claiborne's the, the difference maker in the NFL right now. Um, I'll just throw this out there and for the Bucks, Bucks fans listening, uh, including my boy Shalin. They're four and six. I'll just throw it out there. If they won this, let's game. say they beat the Falcons and they get to five and six, and then they have the tiebreaker on Atlanta, and then you look at some of those teams in the as as good as the NFC is in terms of compared to the AFC, they have a pulse. Well, race still they, going into. You've uh, lost me on that one. They, yeah, they're that's like the pulse. They're like someone that in like an old ancient war got speared while riding a horse, and they're on the ground. The war's happening around them, and they're still you, a pulse. If, but they'll be dead very soon. If you won this game. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. You're, you're, you have a major wound. You're lying on the battlefield, but you're not dead. And I'll give you that. They, and they, as bad as they've been this year, there's a reason everyone liked them so much mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year. If then somehow something happened and they started stringing some more games, I don't know. I'm just major saying. wound, yeah, they, not dead. That yeah, feels everyone about, loved that, feels that, that starting quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but isn't Winston coming back sooner rather than later? It sounded, is that, is this, that a huge upgrade Mike right Evans now? Right, good it, last week. Right. It sounded this week like maybe that's not as certain. Just the, the tone that they use, that he's definitely out this week at least. And it sounded like maybe they're just going to go with Fitzpatrick for a little bit. And he, Fitzpatrick played well last week. Yeah, he does. Fitzpatrick's and, coming and, off a good game. And just to clarify, that's all predicated on them somehow winning in Atlanta yeah. this week, and I don't <laughs> think that will happen. No. Let's uh, move on. Oh, to the throne of ease. What a great time. Greg. As you eat your turkey and you have some mashed, mashed potatoes there and, and some stuffing, Colleen won't even give up the yams now. No, it's nobody can rude. have them. I'm not a good chef. Um, these, these are some good times to be on the throat of these. Not only are they looking, the Patriots looking, not they, pronoun alert. The Patriots looking <laughs> dominant on both sides of the ball now. Pronoun alert. Now you have pronoun one alert. of the worst teams in football coming into your building. What a party it's going to be at the mall in Foxborough. I, I like, I'd rather see them play a competitive team. That's some throne of ease stuff. I, you know, this Dolphins team, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not watching this game live. There's, there should be some better, better games Mark, going on. what about you? What do you have to say about this game? <laughs> well, I just wonder if the Patriots, who have been through so much this season. Oh, God. Remember all know, those yards? Oh, the yards that were going up. Now you're giving up, you know, 12 and a half points per game. Could you possibly find a way at home, it's a tall order, to take care of the most unwatchable <laughs> offense in the entire oh, NFL please. And co- and get on back on track to that plucky fourteen and two mark that we expect you to have by the end of the year. Do we know who the quarterback's going to be for this one? No, uh, Jay Cutler's still in the. It doesn't the matter. I think. I mean, I think the Patriots are going to go with Tom Brady. He's playing well. <laughs> he's yeah, looking good. Cool. Hoyer's gotten some playing time yeah, in back, yeah. back yep. to back yep. weeks. One one thing that's been under the radar for them is like Chris Hogan's not even been playing lately. So they're doing this without Edelman, without Ammon. I mean, without. Uh, Edelman without Hogan. Malcolm Mitchell is on injured reserve. He might be coming back to the oh, mix. Oh, good. So that, that is another thing that 
I'm Brandon excited Cooks about. though played the game of his, of of the season. That's he, been a great move. That he has given them everything they could have asked yep. for and more. Sometimes the, they haven't always been great bringing in veteran wide receivers. This guy was a perfect fit for them. And and Deion Lewis is starting to get a little more national love. There yeah. really are few 195 pound backs in NFL history that run inside like Deion Lewis. They are counting on him as their primary back. I don't know if they, this can last forever, but I love watching that guy play. How much of a blowout is this going to be? Mm. They are huge, huge favorites. I mean, you would you would think they've been blowing out teams lately. This is one they should. If this is if they win by less than 20 points, it would be a disappointment <laughs> for people like Greg. Well, they're just rolling. They're, they, <laughs> no. They've won two games by 25-plus points in a row, and they haven't done that three of three in a row, I think, since mm. 2005. And suddenly this feels like the team that can do all these it's, things. The, Patriots the offense, it's the – I think it's the best offense in the league. And Marty B's adding a little bit to the mix, not getting yeah. a ton of snaps. But Another heartwarming narrative oh, for us to embrace wonderful. this, what a comeback. this holiday season. Ooh, it gives me chills just thinking about his <laughs> comeback. Uh, de- <laughs> defeating the odds and the evil Green Bay Packers team doctors and that, the team that, that invested multi-million dollar contract in him. This he is overcame the, positive, all of that. the positive side of sports when you, when we can you, focus on. When you get older and you're thinking back, and you'll, I think you'll wonder – you know, why didn't I appreciate the greatest run uh, any NFL team uh, we Why didn't I appreciate it. that greatness? We appreciate it plenty. Yeah. Thank you. And what? Are, uh, speaking of, like, overcoming so much, all those Matt Patricia gifts in the first couple of weeks when they were struggling. Listen, they, they had the backs up against the wall. And uh, to see the way, they, the way they've overcome I, it is that's really I the think they have of the pain. I think they have legit weaknesses on defenses, but they oh. don't have on defense. Just look at the, the, the roster and – without Malcolm Brown, the run defense, all this stuff. But they're not playing any opponents that can take advantage of it, really, for the rest of the season other than Pittsburgh. And there's not the teams in the AFC on offense that you can really see doing it. It's all in the NFC. Plucky 14-2. and two. Let's move on. The Chicago Bears. A lot of the theme of this week, by the way, the matchups, it's a crappy team against a okay to good to great team. It's not a lot. There's not a lot of actual good games. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking not for. Not a lot of win yeah. on – yeah, a lot of – Two teams with a but, winning record. That's why the no Lions, meaningless game. The Lions Vikings right. is sneaky. The second best game of the week. Yeah, wild. So Colleen, we have the Bears traveling to Philadelphia to uh, play your Eagles. And I guess speaking of, while we're talking throne of ease, obviously Greg exists in his own plane. But as an Eagles fan, mm-hmm. now no no Lombardi trophies in the team headquarters lot. No, but there's some championships back before yeah, 1960. 1960. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Everyone, 1960. Definitely no throne of ease. But you are you getting to the point now as an Eagles fan? Uh, and I only experienced this once myself in 98 with the Jets where they started rolling through teams and uh-huh. it was like so fun to watch them do that. They still didn't get to the Super Bowl. Are you super confident that every week now they're just going to roll? No, no, because I've been hurt so many times by this team. It's like I can't – it's hard for me to trust them, and they look so good, and I keep saying to myself, are they really this good? The Eagles are good? This is weird. I don't I don't feel comfortable. I'm point, just waiting for – Do you fear like a major – like catastrophic uh, injury? injury. I'm I'm okay. so afraid of a, a massive injury. If that's your biggest fear, then you're in a great. You're not saying like I sneakily I don't love their run defense. No, it's a great or team. the quarterback's going to come down to earth or like they have so much depth. Yeah. Like their their running backs are ridiculous. They had a they rushed for how many yards? Over 200 yards, I think, in this game, and nobody had bad. over 100. Tell us yeah. what it's like. It's, it is, it's Teach so, us. Listen, and, and the fact that Jason Peters went down and it's not really affecting them. It hasn't like, killed them because the other four spots are good. Should should we uh, should we talk about what Colleen was dreaming about? How amazing the Eagles are! I stole the yams. Oh, yam, oh! a yam take back. They're mine. 
You, you, you want Colleen, to talk about you had like yams. You had like 22 yams. I need more. This, Go ahead, Colleen. Should we talk about it let's, right now? Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. So, Multiple yams you ate. The, uh, let's talk about gangrene. Let's talk about gangrene. Oh. Because I thought you were guys now. talking about the black mark on No, I wrote on, I wrote on my neck wrote this on morning on the way here. I was, I was trying to take shot notes on that in the for the video show. Actually, I was trying to take notes during our um, conference call <laughs> meeting. <laughs> no, gangrene. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, the Eagles, I think a player on the defense. Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills uh-huh. made up some t-shirts uh, and it was gangrene and then mm-hmm. some uh, it was like a cartoon of like the defense. Yep. And that's how it got on my radar. That apparently the Eagles, and this is not the first time in the team's recent history, um, they have been trying to use co-opt gangrene as their own. Where if you're a Jets fan, if you're an NFL fan, of course the Jets are gangrene. That is their nickname. It has been, and I've been doing research. I have contacts in the New York newspaper business that I've been working the phones this Uh week because I want to write about this. So like the late 80s? Uh, buddy Ryan, the Buddy what Ryan I'm, defense, what, what the, my the Reggie gotten, White years. And the research will, will back up everything I'm saying. Is that, ATA, ATA, thank you. Inside, 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 what my research is telling me right now is that gangrene was a connection, uh, a creation of the New York tabloids in the late 70s, early 80s, around the advent when the New York Sack Exchange started to come in and they were known as gangrene. The first usage that I'm seeing by the Eagles is Reggie White, which was about a decade later. And by the way, while we're here, yeah. the Eagles have also tried to steal Bird Gang, which is a Cardinals thing. And Oh my God. And, so there's a oh, everybody's quarterback on birds. And if you go back to the twenty eleven season, not that long ago, they tried to steal Dream Team. The Eagles are oh, thieves. That was They're a thieves. Whole I would steal thing. your Lombardi trophy if you had one, but you don't. You don't get gangrene. The Jets don't have much, but we do have that kind of bad nickname. That's ours. I mean, cool. You can keep the nickname. The Eagles are still way better. So Greg's Ooh. quiet hope that we would get out Stop of this preview show without eight straight minutes on the Jets has no, just been, no, I like, been flattened. I just remember remembering, wasn't it the Jets just this season who tried to steal the no-fly zone. Oh, <laughs> oh that's yes. Bad. Ouch. But of course, right. nobody is Here, pure. That was vacated, though. Here's the nobody thing. is pure. Here's the thing. The Jets, you know, you say everyone knows they're gangrene. I mean, Jalen Mills doesn't know they're gangrene. They got to win some game. They got to, like, get in the mix. No one's saying gangrene <laughs> right. lately. Those players, they never knew the Jets. It doesn't mean you could take it just because the team I stinks. think they did say it on uh, Sunday Night Football, though. I think Al Michaels. Al Michaels made it. He went with gangrene? Yeah. He did. Oh, my so gosh. That's Michael's a bad job by Al. Michaels is starting to get a little older. That's what Uh-oh. I'll say about that. Well, it means wow, he, no, that's your boy. they're starting to get pulled away from the Jets. They don't care what happened in 1977. They've got to reincorporate. Yeah, it will turn on everyone when, yep. when you come after Gang Green. Well, he's, you know, that's all. Anyway, just, just <laughs> yeah. let us have that. Why do you have to take that? I mean, talk, talk to Jalen Mills about it. Talk to Gang Green about it. I mean, teams incorporated their play like a jet with their fill in the blank yeah. name. You know, so you, I, the Jets have been cut, stolen from. Cut to media day and Dan just walking around grumbling, asking all the Eagles, <laughs> why do you take Gang Green? By the that way, needs to No Fly Zone is actually abdicated because um, they changed their name to the Rocky Mountain Avalanche. Of course oh, it is. Forgot about that. All right, let's move on. Speaking of uh, Gang Green, uh, they are hosting the Carolina Panthers uh, this week, and here we go, Greg. The Panthers, um, you got to love the Panthers right now. They're like the NFC team that's not getting mm. 
the love of these other quote-unquote juggernauts in the uh, conference? They're not because they've been kind of an ugly team offensively for most of the season. They're also coming off of a bye. Cam Newton, who I've got in the top 12 of, of my QB index this week. So overall, it's been good because he's had about three games as, as good as any quarterbacks played all year. But he's also had some terrible games. I mean, it's been an up-and-down team, kind of like their quarterback, but it feels like they're coming together. And they've been the same defense week after week. And now that they've got the running game going, like I, I think that the Saints should not just assume they're winning this NFC South. Saints have a tough schedule. They're in L.A. this week, and I think Carolina might end up winning this division. Yeah, and that the Saints have the Panthers next week, so the Panthers have to take care of business mm-hmm. this time around. And I think it's fair to say, why was no one paying attention to Carolina? Watching all their games up until that Monday night destruction to Miami. where I think Which was their, Miami. Yeah. yeah, their identity flipped, though, and they became what they wanted to become. They were one of the more boring teams to watch on offense that seemed a bit confused about what they are. They're not confused now. No, Greg Olson, he'll be back too, out from the booth. You're getting Ryan Khalil back, most likely. You're getting Greg Olson back, so that's two of your Gang Green's going to have some uh, challenges I don't think they're going to compete in this game. I think the Mm. Panthers are going to keep rolling. And that Saints comeback against the Redskins, that looms large, huge right now, because if not, they're tied right now. Uh, and that gives them a little bit of cushion because I think the Panthers are going to keep winning this week. You worried about the, the Jets' offensive line? Go. What's that? The Jets' offensive line, the Jets six stay. sacks against the Bucs. Well, they, but you know, they a week ago you were very stink. into them. It was really one one game, I, it was, which was their worst game of the season. They had their best game of the season and then probably their worst game of the season back-to-back. I told you, I never thought they were a great team. They're either the, the best bad team or the worst good team, and so that they can go either way, but the Panthers are a legitimately good team, so I don't see this working out well for Mm-mm. my team. Let's move on. The Seahawks travel to San Francisco to, to face the Niners. Mark Sessler um, uh, at, at this time, we're not hearing anything about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, whether he'll make his debut for San Francisco, but Seattle, you feel like this is a good spot for them in the sense that they they're desperate for a win and San Francisco is there to be had. Yeah. It's like Kyle Shanahan before the draft tried to tell reporters over and over that he was not, you know, he didn't feel pressure to draft a rookie quarterback that season, you know, and put him right in the lineup. And when, he, when they got Jimmy G, they said, we don't feel pressure to play him right away. And I didn't buy that either. And I think that maybe we don't see Jimmy G this week. And maybe you... Maybe, starting to sound like that. It's, it's just, early in the week we're taping this, but it's there's, weird. There's no whispers around it. I mean, in, in, I, guess, I guess maybe you wait until you get to a little bit softer part of the schedule in Seattle. But Seattle themselves, we talked... Greg mentioned... The rough slate they have. If they lose this game, well, win or lose, after this, you have the Eagles, the Jaguars, the Rams, and the Cowboys with Ezekiel Elliott wow. back. So you're already in your playoff stretch. Stretch if you're Seattle, you need to go in here, and you can't. You just need to take care of business. Once again, it's none of these teams. You, you got a good, again, good team, bad team. Slip up here, the cost will be high. And the run game for the Seahawks. I mean, that's been such an issue because Russell Wilson's been doing everything, but it looks like Mike Davis is probably going to be out for this game too. So then they're going to have to go back to Eddie Lacy, and it's around, around we go. With them. he looked pretty good last night too. Yeah, they they have so many weaknesses. They have too many. To me, they're not a playoff team. When Seattle, yeah, they have great. They have some great players. But they, the, the, the secondary would make up for a lot of what was going on, and that's no longer a strength. The defensive line, which used to be great, is okay. It's solid now. I don't think this has been Michael Bennett's best season. You don't have Cliff Averill anymore. You have a great linebacker group, but you've got no offensive line, no running game. It's like that's too many weaknesses with this type of schedule. I don't think they're a lock to win any game at this point. Yeah. I mean, C.J. Beathard, 
if he starts, maybe one of the reasons is he played great the last time they played. I mean, he lit up the Giants, and everyone thinks, okay, it was the Giants. He made some really good throws in that game, and they went up and down the field all four quarters, and maybe they think, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the thought is. The Garoppolo thing kind of weirds me. I, I'm with you because I thought he would. I thought this would have been the week after a yes. bye where yeah. you put him in there. You're going to – if you're – who cares who you're playing? If you're on this team, you're going to play the Seahawks twice a year, every year, and all these other if, teams. If they don't play Garoppolo this week, it's becoming clear that they're not even going to view this uh, season. As some people thought after the trade, oh, they get to evaluate him. It feels like they're going to fly blind and pay him a ton of dough next year. They must already be sold. Uh, you and, think he'll sit him for the rest of the year? I Well, I feel like all bets are off if it hasn't yeah. happened now. What are three or four weeks in? Um, but if they really do earn it, they've decided internally he's the guy, maybe there is there's a good reason they don't want to put him behind this team at this time. I they know. did mention that it's it's one of the harder offenses to learn on the fly him. and jump in, but just it's I wonder him. if they just don't want it to go poorly and then everything gets... It? There's something they weird about that, though, because there's a rookie from Iowa who's back there playing, so it's like... That's right, yeah. so it's he's like, also he, been getting killed back there up yeah? until this past yeah. game. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Now it is time. All you know what time it is. Shoulders of Greatness Ooh. presented by Head and Shoulders. Shoulders of Greatness. And Shoulders of Greatness, sometimes we, we focus on or always focus on a Thursday night football game. Today we're going to focus on the best game of the week, Colleen Wolf. Yeah. The New Orleans Saints coming off, yes, that uh, incredible comeback against the Redskins to hold on to sole possession of first place in the NFC South. And now they travel to here to face the Rams, who got a sit-down, be-humble moment against the Vikings last week. How do you think they bounce back from that? Uh, I don't know how the Rams are going to do in this one. I actually like the Saints in this game. The The Rams' run defense, that's their biggest weakness. And we saw what Latavius Murray, and, and I know a lot of that came late in the game, but the Vikings were able to get some big runs there. And I think the Saints, obviously, that's their bread and butter. I mean, Ingram and Kamara... Amazingly, they're on pace right now for over 3,000 yards from scrimmage. That is a crazy stat. But the Saints, they did lose Alex Okafor in this game, and I think that that's a big loss for them because having him and Cam Jordan together, that Saints def- that was a big part of having the Saints defense kind of come back from where it was last year. So it's not going to be an easy one. It's definitely going to be the best game of the week. The Rams also lost two cornerbacks in this game. So I don't, I don't know if they're going to be coming back or not. I thought on the Saints side watching the game yesterday that Drew Brees – this is exactly kind of when we talk about why this is such a fun, interesting offense for the Saints is that they have this great running attack, but then they still have this all-time quarterback yeah. who can still play. And then he showed it. Like, he got that. He saved that game. He still got it. And then I thought it was interesting. After he single-handedly brought them back with Kobe Fleener's help, by the way. Look great. Uh, they then, once the game was back on even ground, they said they turned it back over in overtime and said, all right, running game, take us home. Mm. And it was just such a great showing of what they can do and what happens when they have to hit a panic switch. Actually, he, they don't hit a panic switch. No. He, he's... He's the leader in the NFL in net yards per attempt. So he is still literally the most efficient or, if you want to say explosive in terms of you know yards per pass, quarterback in the league. That's an incredible combination. We would be talking much differently about them, though, if, for instance, 
Raphael Bush didn't, you know, run over and kind of make a help tackle on a second down where Samaji yes. Pirine almost ended the game. And so that's one play, and they made a nice play there. We would be talking about how the defense was not the same without Marshawn Lattimore. He was not on the field, and Cousins picked on that side of the field the entire game. And they got this whole – one of my favorite little trends of the year, and we can't get into it all here, is the bonk game. The bonk gang. Oh, I blew it. That's that's the name Wait, of their what? group, and we're gonna get into it in future shows. The bonk. Gang. I got a little bit of spittle in my. All these. Too. That's what Thanks. they call. That's what got they it. call their secondary. But to me, that secondary is really Lattimore. So if Lattimore, we don't know if he's gonna play this week. I think it's looking good for him to play. But if he doesn't play, I don't think they're the same Saints defense. And you guys are kind of doubting the team of ATL. We didn't pick them last week. They had their probably their worst game of the season. They're at home. People aren't going to be buying them in a big spot. And I totally forgot Uh-oh. to lock up oh, my team before earlier in the show. Wait so since minute. I forgot Uh-oh. that You're team, gonna I'm going to lock up the Rams now. Wow. I like it. I think Greg's going to get this one potentially. I mean, the one thing, that game against the Vikings, Rams-Vikings, I watched it yesterday, and I was it was 7-7 in the fourth quarter. And I think what changed for the Rams in that game, what kind of threw them off their flow, was the Cooper Cup inter- or the fumble at the one-yard line completely changed kind of the flow of that whole thing. But they were in that game until it kind of fell apart in the end. Now, the thing is, I, if, they, if the Saints can get in their system where they get close and then they unleash Ingram, Ingram, Ingram made a good comparison, calling him a lot of very Emmett Smith-like in some of his traits this season, wow. not every year, but this year, I see it. And I just think that Ingram is the guy that's going. You can ride him till the what end, a, along with Kamara. What a great matchup in terms of strengths, because the Saints are going to be able to run the ball. I think on the Rams, and what a matchup! Good line. coaching minds. I think McVay and Peyton are doing as well as anyone. And if with Okafor out, I think there are vulnerabilities yeah. in this Saints defense. The Sean off, I think, is going to have Sean. a lot of points. Sean, if you can get Sean. pressure on Goff. He hasn't been great. It was Sean. not great in that game. Sean. Sean. I'm taking Sean, Sean McVay. Sean. Sean McVay. The Rams only have one win against a team with a winning record. A lot of people talking about, about that. that. But they've also handled teams. They've been exploding yeah. on they teams. They outplayed Seattle. The Niners, the Cardinals, the Giants, and, Texans. And Greg, I do. I know always something always something with you with the lockoff. You want some shenanigans again. No, I know. Because I, I, now what's going to happen is... If you lose this one, you could always uh-uh. go to no, no, no. This oh, is this my was team. The game I actually wanted. My other one was boring, anyways. What it was, was such it? A, it was the Panthers. So this, I'm much more excited about this. This is this is. I Panthers feel good over about Jets this. would have created more, you, you could, know, conflict this between one you, you and Dan. You could look in the mirror. You could yeah, look in the mirror. Yeah, I would have been with that. Panthers over Jets. I don't know. I mean, you could look in the mirror. It wouldn't be. I'm not sure what you. Again, seen. we we. I don't know why we're going to this. Yeah, my bad. We feuded last week, but again, it doesn't matter what any of us think. Whether oh, this was a cowardly lock. It's about. The mirror. Yes, mm. but it, that's, uh, it that, that's fine, but it's unpleasant when your yeah. friends are all calling you a coward right. and then you're, right. you're, you're shuttled off to the weekend Dan's and you mirror. feel like a non-man. Yeah, Dan, a, everyone's mirror <laughs> is that what happened? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, that's why I keep picking the Browns and the Cowboys missing three All-Pros so that I don't no, have to don't hear Don't put that Brown everyone. stuff on us, Mark. Oh, I'm that already putting all it. You. It's already, it's, it has a lot to do with Dan and it's only increasing. <laughs> It's just a mirror. Yeah. There should be no fighting because all it is, you fight with the man in the mirror. Yeah, you know it when you take a touchdown favorite at home. You, you know you know that when you look in the mirror and see that. <laughs> Guys, I hate this time of the show. Oh, no. Oh, you doing it wor- again. It's the worst time of the show. These corporate yeah. meetings. I got to go to a meeting. What about the idea you are the host of the show? Uh-huh. Um, this was suggested to me uh, by someone, and I, I thought it was a good idea. Is it somebody in this room? You have No, you have some, you have some pull. 
Why don't you say, I have hey, no pull. we need to push this meeting back because I'm on one of the most popular podcasts in the country for professional football. All right, I'm going to try it out right now. They'd be like, no problem. Amber, Amber Theoharos, come in and take, take Colleen's <laughs> exactly. place immediately. <laughs> All right, there goes Colleen. All right. Bye, Connie. Happy Thanksgiving. Lock off. You ready for this lock I'm off? ready for it. I can't wait. That is shoulders of greatness, by the way. I'm going to that Rams game. Going to watch a lock. Ooh, pick. how fun. Oh, really? Interesting. Anyway, so, yes, Greg doesn't have a toolbox. He does have a kitchen. Uh, but if we ever decide, Mark, to get Greg some tools, we got to go to the Husky route. They what? say in life there are no guarantees. That the, They say there's no short thing. Well, I'm here to tell you there might be just one exception. A 1924 Husky started making things for people who make things, and they did it with common sense. That meant adding function, never frills, and making tools that stood the tests of time 93 years later. Mm. What a run. Where does the time go? Husky is still making quality-crafted, durable tools like the Husky Ratchet. What a tool. Love that thing. I mean, it's versatile, oh. and it's always there when you need it. And it's got a 10% longer handle. And you know, 10% long, that goes a long way. Or the virtually unbreakable Husky flashlight with the ability to withstand a 30-foot drop at work in up to one meter of water submersion. Both guaranteed for a lifetime, but built so you won't need it. Now, that's a pretty sure thing to Husky. That's just common sense. They're just like, please. Learn more at huskytools.com. Husky, common sense tools since 1924 with hand tools guaranteed for a lifetime. Found only where? Husky.com. Come on, man. <laughs> Home Depot. <laughs> Home Depot, man. There's like 40 of them. You could learn about the product, though, at Husky. The year they were sure. founded on June 12th, 1924, six men of the Egan's Rats gang robbed a mall train in Roundout, Illinois, the robbery was later discovered to have been an inside job. Mm. Never an inside job with Husky Tools, though. Everything's on them. Anyway, moving on. The <laughs> Buffalo Bills travel to uh, Kansas City to face the Chiefs. And, yes, the Chiefs are playing terribly on offense, Greg. And everyone's wondering if they peak too soon. It certainly looks that way right now. But... It, when you're trying to figure out how to move on from a terrible loss like what happened with the Giants, having the Buffalo Bills at this juncture feels like the perfect anecdote to get things back on track. Yeah, these are the two teams in the AFC that looked great and have fallen off the hardest. And I think one advantage you have with Andy Reid as a head coach is he's been in slumps before. And to me, coaching in the NFL is about adjustments during the season. So Sean McDermott was saying, this happens. This happens to every team. You know, you have your ups and downs. Well, the way that they've gotten beaten down for three straight weeks, that doesn't happen to every team. But there are ups and downs. And I kind of trust Andy Reid to diagnose and figure out what is wrong with this team and find a way to get out of it and start finding some matchups that work again for the Kansas City Chiefs because he's been in up and down seasons before. And I trust that staff a whole lot more than I do the Buffalo Bills staff. I trust it too. I can't help though if you're a Chiefs fan or part of that team that you wish that Nate Peterman had done just basically bottom line work and been okay. And then you got Nate Peterman in this game. I understand that Tyrod Taylor is. We don't know. We don't know right now. I think Peterman might start. It's tough. We're taping this Tuesday. Yeah, we don't find out Wednesday. So I don't know how you don't put Tyrod Taylor, who came in and generated two quick touchdowns. I understand he's not 
a top five quarterback, but he is I, remarkably better than what we saw from Nate Peterman. The, the Bills, when they were on their run, they turned the ball over three times in their first seven games. They have 10 turnovers, I believe it is, in their last three. It, it would not surprise me if Peterman starts. I know we shouldn't probably linger on this because people are going to find out maybe before they even hear this, but um, they put him, they know that they messed up now, obviously, uh, but Part of the reason why this makes sense, even though it's another road game in a, in a tough environment, uh, Casey's pass defense is nothing to get crazy about. So you give this kid another chance, and it, and it also shows that you kind of still stand by your organizational philosophy and what's going on in that position. Or you go sync back. with it. Well, they're already sinking anyway. It's like you got to either choose to go against what you did and just eat the humili- humiliation or really stick to what you believe in, which is this kid can do it maybe in a better situation against a, wor- a worse defense. Yeah, how can you look at the rest of the team, though? I think that's problematic. They're they're not going to have Kelvin Benjamin in this game. How do you look at the defense and tell them we're, we're legitimately giving you the best chance by not turning it over? Tyrod Taylor is one of the most interception-allergic quarterbacks in the NFL over the last three or four years. That's one of the best things he does. Is not, he, He's almost careful to a fault, but that that's a good thing, I think, when you have this team because they're giving up more than five yards per carry since they traded Darius. That's a huge problem. Kareem Hunt and the Chiefs running game has not gotten it going for a while, and I think this is a game where you, you break out every Andy Reid running scheme and play that you can, and you focus on Kareem Hunt, and you limit – the risk because I don't think the Bills are scoring much in this game and you run all over the Bills. Let's try to lock this up. Oh, this is this is almost too easy. They're probably huge favorites, actually. No, I mean Panthers over Jets is too easy. This would not have been this would have been interesting. No, but see that see the Chiefs will be much bigger favorites than the, the Panthers. Well, I don't we look at hey, we don't need those, week, Greg. Those well, no, I players. like the Rams. They're those good. are the basic rules of the game. Um one last thought. Before this game, and this is our last uh, Fork Committee gathering. We we always do it. At the final gathering happens before Thanksgiving. So do we want to take this opportunity to preemptively fork the Bills if we all believe they're going into KC to get um, humbled once more? I'll fork them. Every once in a while with the fork, you you got to fork a team that's right in the mix, and they're literally tied for the last playoff spot. But I'm confident that they're not going to bounce back, I'd fork them. I will too because they lose the tiebreaker to the Chargers, who I think will show well down the stretch. And I'm starting to climb onto Greg's Ravens bandwagon as a potential six seed because of that defense just looks so great on Sunday and has for weeks. I agree. I uh, I want to uh, fork the Bills as well. Hi, Bills. We didn't... Stick a fork in them. We didn't formalize it. We actually just moved on. The Redskins were all down to fork as well. Yeah. Uh, as am I. So let's do That's it. That wraps up. Uh, oh, no. We're going to have one more conversation before the end of the show. Uh, let's move on to our next game. The Jacksonville Jaguars are heading to Arizona. Mark Sessler. The Jags, yes, are absolutely stacking them win- wins. They're now 7-3, and three, and they get another favorable matchup. This has been a nice little schedule for the Jags. The Cardinals uh, are a beatable team, as the Texans showed last week. Terrible matchup for Arizona. They are super hot and cold with their with their run game, which is trending towards cold. And the Jaguars are, I think, the, one of the best road defenses we've seen in ages. They are allowing less than 10 points per game on the road. They are generating sacks and turnovers. They were, I know it was Cleveland, but they just went into a bad weather environment and dominated Cleveland's offense. And they just get better and better and start to create havoc as the game goes along. 
I don't know how you put whether it's going to be Blaine Gabbert will be the starter again. They neutralize the run, which they will do, and then you put Blaine Gabbert into a pass first situation against Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, and they got a bunch of guys on their defense. We talk about those two, but up in their defensive line, Calais Campbell. Greg, you got a guy on that defense you love. I mean, Ngakwe last week had a game that he basically took over. He was a part of three forced fumbles. He's so athletic. Like, he can close on you like he's a power forward, like blocking an opponent on a fast break. I mean, they have... Just guys upon guys. They have Marcel Darius and Malik Jackson, two of the highest paid defensive tackles in the league, as role players. It's like people giving Darius all the credit now that they can stop the run suddenly. It's like he's playing 25 snaps a game. Like you can't even give him all the credit. They don't need – they're like 10 or 11 deep. I, I think they have the potential to be one of the best defenses we've seen over the last three or four years. they got to close out the season strong, and all those guys are under contract moving forward. So this is a defense that should stay together. Let's move on. The Denver Broncos are traveling to Oakland to face the Raiders. And, um, I mean, I... That sounded like a man on his last breath. That might have been... um, The last breath of me believing in the Raiders was that no-show against the the Patriots. Estadio Azteca! And now they get the Broncos, another team that couldn't be a bigger disappointment this year. These might be the two biggest disappointments in the league this year. And, and, uh, Mark, let's start here. Um, we've already forked the Broncos. You want to fork the Raiders too before today, before this game? We're getting into dangerous territory because you know we're gonna basically <laughs> we have to it. we have to nail fork everyone out of spite. Yeah, we have to nail the AFC wild the game's card. Game's not supposed to be easy though. No, and and yeah. I I am one to I will fork before I should, and I don't have a problem with having to send a charity scenario out to someone, which we've not always been great with that. But are you a come on, forker? Huh? You premature forker? In this case, I am. I Listen, I, I don't believe in Oakland. I haven't for weeks and weeks, and it's becoming a tired narrative. It was predictable. I was going to gonna go say, in. you've been bagging on Oakland all year. I, this no, is your I chance. I have no problem forking Stick the fork no in a mark. I, did not, I was not surprised they didn't show up against the Patriots. Get out of my life. I Again, I have stood by them. I thought they were going to make a run. I thought they were going to get a wild card potentially, but I just lost any faith mm. in them. They, just, they have too many holes, and they just don't seem to have the juice. <laughs> have we considered you know the ramifications of our dear friend uh Derek Carr who was on the show you know he we brought him back we said we would say a nice thing about them every week and uh my thing I'm gonna say we haven't said it yet I well I'm I'm gonna say I think they still have a chance to make the playoffs and I'm not I'm not allowing them to be forked Hmm. they got the Broncos this week perfect matchup you know their defense has never been saved solved under Jack Del Rio, I don't think it will be this season. So you got to only beat teams that have problems on offense. You can beat the Broncos at home. You can beat the Giants at home next week. Then you're 6-6 six and six in a lousy uh, AFC. Schedule not too easy after that, but they have something. And that's Carr, and that's the offensive line. That's some weapons. Like, when I look across the AFC landscape, at least they got something you can hold on to. I think they can get to eight wins. I don't know if that's going to be enough or not. I like the Ravens better, but the Raiders might be, you know, the second team that that would take a chance on. If that's to happen, mm-hmm. and it's certainly possible, I would like to see them when I watch them to feel any sense of enjoyment. They are they, <laughs> they've tumbled off such a cliff from how yeah, fun they were to watch fair. a year ago. And I look at the Broncos and Raiders both and say, for for Jack Del Rio, for Vance Joseph, it has been a long year coaching wise. It's just been a rough road for these two teams. They're both vastly disappointed. Wait, we haven't even talked about Mike McCoy, Mike the offensive McCoy, coordinator fired. of the Broncos, has been fired. That happened right after our, uh, our last show on Monday morning. And 
there's a lot of talk that John Elway, you know, he's a competitive guy. He's got his hands in all this. And this was his handpicked guy, Joseph. McCoy was a guy who had worked under Elway before. He's got his quarterbacks. He brings back Brock Osweiler. It's not been a good couple of years for John Elway. Has not had many good draft picks. I, his last Pro Bowler he drafted was Von Miller. It just looks like yeah. a it look yeah. Well, there you go. It looks like a guy that's pointing fingers now, uh, and maybe from the outside, maybe not taking uh, culpability. Like he to to fire Mike McCoy, and let's uh, there were rumbles that the offensive scheme was too complicated. Yeah, that was the whole thing that he wasn't paring it down for these. Which is like. This idea that you put Brock Osweiler in a quarterback who, to me, is one of the, the bottom three quarterbacks in all of football, uh, maybe the worst. I can't believe <laughs> And you it. give him three weeks, and then you fire him because the offense didn't get better. It's like, who, you didn't even give this guy a chance. Well, it's called scapegoating. It happens in many arenas. And I, and I think this will be Paxton Lynch's first start uh, this season. We, we don't know as we tape this, but I do think this is the week that they make a move. Um, all right, so there you go. By the way, that wraps up the four committee for 2017 and now just the final rundown of the damned before we move on to our final two games the Clavron Bruins San Francisco Fire Niners Nyark Giants Yajiran Indianapolis Colts Tampa Bay Buccaneers Chicago Bears Yaston Tuxens Cincinnati Bungals Denver Broncos Green Bay Pokers, Miami Dolphins, Diarges, Washington Raskins, <laughs> Buffalo Bills. I mean, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, what? Ten, eleven. Some of the pronunciation choices were curious. I like, I always like to get to 16. Did you say the Redskins? I yes. feel like you did. Yes, oh, you okay, did. You, you might have heard something else. I would not blame you if you did. <laughs> I like Personally, I like when we can get to 16 of 32 and fork half the league. We got to 14 this year, uh, but we'll see again. And if we get any of these teams wrong, if one of these teams ends up making a playoff, uh, making it to the playoffs, we will donate to a charity uh, from that city. I believe Colleen was going to be Colleen, donating because she's the one that makes the, earnings. the purse, right? Incredible earning power. power. Cash. The Green Bay Packers are um, a lost cause with Brett Hundley, a quarterback, <laughs> and now they get a treat and a game that Greg fought so hard, valiantly he fought, to have this game flexed away from us, but instead we get the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have seen this coming? A two-touchdown underdog on Sunday night football. Traveling yeah, to Heinz Field to face the Steelers who just... Uh, put up a 40-burger on the Titans in their previous game and then get a midi buy and now get the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Greg, Al Michaels, you know, I took a shot at Al earlier that you kind of goaded me into, but they, they are just... <laughs> you you just brought him up without me even saying anything. It's just not going to get any better for him. <laughs> Collinsworth and Michaels and Tafoya and our girl Carrie Underwood, they're all getting banged again this week. <laughs> well said. Uh, I... <laughs> I love that the Steelers have so many home games down the stretch. They're a very good home team, and I think that's one thing that was overlooked when you were getting so upset, Mark Sessler, that the Steelers aren't the— Pronouns. They're not the dream team. The Steelers aren't the dream team. They haven't been everything that we had hoped and, and dreamed early in the season. But then you have five out of seven— seven games to end the season at home. That was the most heavy road schedule in the league. They're not a great road team 
you know, historically under Tomlin, and maybe that's why we haven't seen them be quite as good as we'd like to see. I don't put it past them having a stinker of a first half. That's just kind of what they do. But I am hoping, not only as Ben Roethlisberger's fantasy owner, mm-hmm. but uh, just as a, a fan of football, mm-hmm. to see a good game out of Roethlisberger because he had his best 30 minutes of football, I think, of the season in the second half against Tennessee. I liked it. What I can get behind with Pittsburgh is not their offense, which is going to invariably be missing some major cog in the playoffs like they always do and, and, and produce a 19-point game. But their defense, their defense is right there with Baltimore's. And I think there's a, there's a lot of reason to believe that, the, that, for me, the reason they can get deeper into the playoffs is because the defense is no fluke. They got a ton of young players, and they're doing a great job there. It, I, I know we should move on. The problem with the NFL late in this season is all the teams that lost their quarterbacks like and I and I realize it's doing the QB index every week all the teams that lost their quarterbacks all of none of the backups have been surprisingly good mm. they've all been kind of exactly what Jacoby you Kobe Brissett yeah but he's the and he's the top guy of the of that entire group all of the guys that have come in have been about as bad or worse than you expect and so then you have these matchups where these teams when they play a good defense it's like they got no shot mm-hmm. what happened to Frank Reich what happened to Gary Cooper <laughs> <laughs> Where's the real men? All right. Less people asking about Gary Cooper right now, but yes. Finally, Monday Night Football, the Houston Texans, a team that uh, was undone. Although, Sean Watson was the backup technically when the season started. Uh, I'm not counting that. But then he got hurt. I'm and not then the original starter, Tom Savage, came back and he stinks. But at least he's coming off a good game um, last week against the Cardinals. They travel to Baltimore, though, to face a Ravens team that is flying, Mark. Three shutouts this season. Is this the best Ravens defense uh, in the post-Ray uh, Lewis era? Wow. Oh, I think easily. Post-Ray Lewis? Easily. I mean, I think it's challenging. It's it, it's not 2,000, but it's getting close to that in some performances. I feel like every time you turn around, you see someone new on this defense making a major play. That game last week... Carl Davis, Michael Pierce, Willie Henry. If they have weight, Terrell Suggs playing like he's 24 years old still, which I thought in September that's one thing. It's almost December and it's still the case. Mm. Jimmy Smith had a huge turnover last week. I mean, they're just able to take an offense completely out of the game. And I understand Tom Savage, you know, a little bit of an uptick last Sunday. Tom Savage. He's going to struggle this week. Not this time. This is this is very similar the way I see the Steelers-Packers game. The difference to me is the Ravens don't have an offense, though. So, I I mean, this is a game where I expect a lot of complaining on Twitter because it's 9-3 to three late in the third quarter. I mean, the Ravens have shown nothing. I was hopeful they'd come out of the bye, look a little better on offense. They did not. They looked just as bad, if not worse, against Green Bay on the whole. And uh, their defense is good. They've had moments, though, where they kind of just give up big drives against good teams, like even Tennessee. You know, you had a chance to win that game. They couldn't close that out. So I'm not ready to put them as some great defense. They looked pretty good a few years ago when they got into the playoffs. They were looking good for a while last year. Like, let's see it against a good opponent. They're lucky they don't play any good opponents practically the rest of the way. That's why I like them as that six seed. Well, we have to like them because we forked almost the entire conference. Well, we left a little wiggle room now with the Raiders still alive. but The Chargers we left, yeah. And the the Chargers there. Uh, But the the Ravens... They get this week. They can get to six and five. They take care of business, which I do think they will. Then they get another home game against De- uh, Detroit, and then they get at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland, home to Colts versus Cincy. I think they're going to find well, a way to get to nine. Those final three games, could, you couldn't ask for a yeah. I mean, you really have nine. you really have one tough game at Pittsburgh, and then one kind of toss up, you know, home for Detroit. That's a good schedule. 
Um, okay, there you go. That is the Week 12 preview. Like we said earlier, um, you next time you will hear from us, as usual, Thursday night, but that is Thanksgiving, which is not usual. Uh, we'll recap the three games we talked about at the top of the show. Uh, also, this is our Tuesday video show, of course, so make sure you check it out. Excuse me. Make sure you check it out. I'm struggling today. Um, at oh, here we go. Is it nine thirty Eastern or nine? It's nine. Nine o'clock Thank Eastern, you. six o'clock Pacific on NFL.com slash ATN video, the full show. And you can check out our archive there. And I think, I hope, um, some of our NFL pick'em stuff's there. All good stuff. So thank you to everyone for listening. And um, have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the games. Yes. Well, and if you live they overseas, ha- you can look at this holiday with utter disdain. No, if if you're overseas, or just a shrug of the shoulders, you know, doesn't have to be disdain. Why a, not be disdain? It's a it depends where you are, but you know what a treat I feel like if you're in Australia, dial up the old uh, NFL Game Pass on a Thursday. You got a triple header. That's kind of fun. If you're in London, it's on our friends on Sky Sports got a triple header just on a random weekday in the week. That's the workday, cool. though, right? So it's right, kind of the, a bang fest. You know, the, also. The, the, the timing. You know. You're in London. It's oh, let's let's get behind a band of dissidents that floated over to the well, new world and started to you know you know feel their oats over there. How excited are they supposed to be about that politically? Get over it. Well, it's been save, a while. Let's save it for the. Dissident podcast. <laughs> All right. The referendum on Thanksgiving podcast. Uh, the stand heads are signing off for Quiet Storm. Connie Fox, the old boss, CA, and LF behind the glass. Till Thanksgiving night. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.